thing, right? Like they they still yes. exist. But every time you see a sheriff's car, do you not picture inside of that car an old west sheriff? <laughs> like, I just picture the hat. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the I can't. Big one. I'm sorry, but like if a guy pulled me over and he was like, "I'm the sheriff," it would be really difficult for me to take that like encounter as seriously as I feel like I should. There ain't room enough in this crowd Nick, for the two of us. Jesus Christ! Someone say it. <laughs> Introduce the show, you fucks. <laughs> this is them's the facts. It's a show about fun facts and lying to your friends and trying to figure out what portion of the banter is actually going to stay in. Uh, maybe, maybe the uh, up up to ain't room enough in this crowd, Vic. <laughs> yeah, if I just want y'all to know that if if that's the beginning of the episode, what you just heard, like that that couple of sentences, then that means you missed me saying a lot of dumb stuff about how I don't know what a sheriff does. And you missed like eight minutes of. John <laughs> cooking sounds. Breaking his stove or whatever. <laughs> and the, the only good audio that was probably ASMR-like was too far away for you to hear. But we Th- that's that's the space we're in today. Yeah. I mean, we all got decently decently lit last oh, night. Oh yeah, so, that's so true. We're, we're bringing that energy. Not buzzed at least. You yeah. I I, I I am bringing some genuine hungover energy into today. Oh, man. That's, genuine uh, chug some Pepto before bed energy. Wow. That's a smart move. <laughs> More than I wanted some to know. Ways. Okay. Uh, man, the first uh, the first time I had Pepto-Bismol as a child, I was, struck with, <laughs> I was struck with the realization that it tasted good, and I don't like thinking about that. No, it, it was that absolutely. That taste bad. Didn't Pepto-Bismol used to have a good jingle? Whatever happened to it? Hmm. Upset stomach, diarrhea, yeah. indigestion. Why'd they get rid of- hey, Pepto-Bismol. I never understand why brands that had something that was that iconic stop using it at some point. I was about to say uh, the best part of waking up is Pepto-Bismol in your cup, but that's not, <laughs> right. that's not true. Well, okay, I think the best way to go with like your iconic slogan is I saw a Geico billboard once that said 15%, you know the rest, Geico. And I was like, power move. They know what they're doing. Oh, Absolutely. Geico really knows what they're doing because now they have all those commercials that are about all the good commercials they used to have. Oh, absolutely. And, like, the Hall of Fame for Geico commercials or whatever. But I'm talking about like just Pepto-Bizzle had no reason to move on from that. I agree. But I also don't like this trend of new newer companies that have just the worst jingles ever. What do you mean? Um, uh, Physicians Mutual has a terrible jingle. I haven't heard that one. It's literally this. You ready? You ready? Physicians Mutual, Physicians Mutual. That's it. That's their jingle. That's so dumb. They just said it. Yeah, they just said it twice. twice. I mean, I will say, it's it's catchy, but I just don't think it holds up the structure. 800-588-2300-EMPIRE today. What else, yeah, you know what else is good? One. Uh, do, we, do you guys get J.G. Wentworth here? I've heard it. Eight seven seven cash no! Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. The one that I hate the most is the somber hummus one. That one is so bad. I haven't heard of the somber hummus jingle. It's literally just, I just had somber hummus and now I feel good. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to say you're saying sombra hummus. Yeah. Like, sorry. Whatever. Sombra. So I just, I'm just, I'm just thinking, what would, what would a hummus created by the Mexican hacker character from? Overwatch no, that's like? sombra. Uh, that's sombra. So I just put sombra? an M in sombra by accident. I mean, me for that. you could do like a Mexican food inspired hummus would be really good. Well, absolutely, but what you would do like a black bean hummus, mm-hmm. add in some ancho chilies. What like, about a mole hummus? Is that a oh, thing a mole hummus would work very well. Okay. Wait, yeah. fuck, y'all got there. We should make mm-hmm. that. Okay. Chris, you're first, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm first. What? I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> I'm going to ask the audience here. And I don't mean the podcast audience, I mean you guys. Uh, do you want something about Pringles or something about technology? I feel like Pringles okay. came up last night. That's the thing is, you did one. I swear you've done one about Pringles. I did before, one about Pringles. I'm just afraid you forgot it's the same. No, one. it's a different one. It's so there's that, one. but there's also a technology one. Hmm, let's go with technology. I'm I'm neutral, so I'll go with that one. Hmm. But now I really want to do the Pringles. Then do, then do it. The Pringles do what you want to do, man. The Pringles one is this. Uh, Pringles was invented by a dude named Frederick Bauer, and my fact is that. Uh, his last wish was to be buried inside of a Pringles can. Like cremated and put into one? I'm, I'm bringing it all the way back to the first episode. Bringing it back to the I first fucking episode. That's my fact. This is probably not pivotal to whether I would believe this or not, but I do have to know it. Did he specify the flavor of the can? <laughs> probably would have been like original, right? I think it should I mean, be If it were me, I would have gone with sour cream. Or sour cream and onion. Yeah. 
I don't. I'm not gonna comment on that. They make a lot of weird flavors. Like they make like I've seen some weird ones recently. I know I once had a seven layer dip Pringles in high school. That was weird. Mm. Um, I just still like that commercial where they combine Pringles with Bill Hader. Yes. Like pizza Pringle and a ranch Pringle. You made a ranch ranch pizza Pringle. Mm-hmm. That's such a good one. The thing is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about it. I'm getting the sense mm-hmm. from the times that we ventured into inventors of things on this show that they're all weird as shit and really obsessed with the thing they invented. So Absolutely. this does on that front track. I will say what I, what I will... I don't know if this is a true thing, but what I feel different about this one and the Frisbee one is the Frisbee dude was He was from in like, the product. Well, that and like... Um, that was a lot longer ago than this is because this is like 2010. Oh, I, I guess I don't know when Pringles like started. I think it's more believable in 2010. Well, he died in 2010. You think it's more believable in 2010 that that was like a thing than it would be if it was like older? I, I do. Yeah, I do. the world okay. has slowly been warping and the fabric of reality has been breaking down. That wasn't <laughs> as as intensely <laughs> in the case. You no, know, I, I find this eminently believable because like people have weird requests with their ashes all the fucking time. Oh yeah, and, and like the the rise of cremation is something more popular has kind of led to people just do whatever the fuck they want with it. Like The more the world has devolved into not having Christian values, yeah. the more people have been cremated. Is Chris, I, is, that's not actually my views. I'm well, just well, well, I so, so here's here's the thing. In Catholicism, you are technically not allowed to scatter ashes. Yeah, I was going to say... For a Catholic funeral, because the idea is... Okay. When the happen. second coming happens... Mm-hmm. And when the kingdom of heaven oh, your body's got to be intact. Your body has to be intact for you to be able to regain your body. So is your body intact if it's in ashes, but they're all in one big clump? Yes, interesting. Actually. And that's and that's why Catholics always have urns and stuff. Of course, people don't follow that because you know people are going to have their own preferences. For for instance, my grandfather wanted his ashes scattered in the Atlantic Ocean, and he also wanted the ashes of his toy poodle, who was just the worst dog I've ever met. Mixed in with his, what it happened. That's so. I if that's true, this fact is true. I don't. Okay, I mean, I, oh, that's unreal. I for what it's worth, though, I, um, it seems like a common theme in religions because Jews aren't allowed to be cremated. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that Baptists care. I, it's just not normal. I I've never, I've never had a relative cremated that I remember, hmm. and I've never been to a funeral for someone that was cremated that I ever remember. I mean, I think that. There are arguments to be made about... I'm sure cremation is not helping greenhouse gases. Yeah. For some reason in the South, people just... They love a good open casket funeral. They do love that because it's a good... It's a, it's just a good chance to, like, dress dress up your relatives. Yeah. Y'all, y'all seen yeah. Bernie? Oh, yeah. I have seen Bernie. It's <laughs> a good movie. It was a very good oh, movie. Oh, I thought you meant, like, have we seen Bernie Sanders lately? <laughs> did I you, like, I did mean, you see yeah. Bernie Sanders open casket funeral? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man. <sighs> wow, that's gonna get me on a list, probably. Yeah, abs- absolutely, it is. Uh, Bernie, Bernie, great movie that demonstrates the uh, southern approach to funerals. Yeah, it's a Jack Black black comedy. Yes, huh. directed by Richard Linklater, who directed School of Rock. As well. I just really like the idea of a Jack Black black comedy. Oh, it's it's fucking excellent. Shirley MacLaine's in it. Like, oh, I haven't seen it in a long the, time though. The, the the best part is a lot of the cast are made up of like the people of that town in Texas where it's yeah. And it, it's, it's just, it's a very good analysis of Southern, uh, well, of, of the Southern Baptist life and Southern Christian, like, mm. the way that it looked back. So. Jack Black really tackling some real shit. Jack Black. That movie's kind of old now. Yeah. It's like eight years old. It might it? be Jack Black's best role, if, if I'm being completely honest. I'm sorry, he was in The Pick of Destiny, so. Yeah, this still might be Jack Black's best role. <laughs> Matthew yeah. McConaughey is in this, too. One night I'm just gonna, like... It's, it's on Amazon Prime. I have this perpetual it. itch, like, one day I'm gonna watch The Pick of Destiny, <laughs> and it just hasn't come around. I I got... I tried to watch The Pick of Destiny once in high school, and I got to the scene where Kyle Gass is about to play the fraternity <laughs> show alone, and I just ejected the DVD from secondhand embarrassment. I just could not fucking deal with it. I could God. not do it. <laughs> I just like the idea of you watching and being like, nope, and getting up and ejecting the DVD. This has happened to me with several... There is an episode of AP Bio, which is one of my favorite shows, that I have never watched all the way because I had to stop it at a scene where the secondhand embarrassment was just too much. I had to do that with uh, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret pretty much once an episode. Uh, I had to just like, get up and, wa- and stop watching. That, that's why I haven't 
It's so hard to watch. These poor decisions of Todd Margaret. Oh lord. It's so hard to watch. Not even the second. I don't think I even got to the second episode. Man, more on the topic of the fact. I don't really like Pringles. Kind of suck. Dang. Sorry, dead guy. They're reconstituted potato dust. I mean, they're not that great. They're not. Yeah, they're not legally a chip. They're a good vehicle for flavor. I think maybe they're like thirty percent thicker. I don't know because it, it would just be crumbly. Can I say a weird thing? Go for it. Have you ever like? Eaten a lot of chips but not swallowed them for a bit. Like you, you just just helped mama bird yourself for a while. Almost like it's dip. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. No. You just said almost like it's dip. No. I just mean like them. like not not like that. I'm just saying like the idea of that like you didn't swallow. Chris, it. I, I haven't, and that is really weird. But I'm not the type of person to be like, wow, what a weirdo. Like, like if you if you're like vibing, live it up. I don't mind if people judge me for that because I do that sometimes. It, it makes you feel like a chipmunk. It's not as good with Pringles. Also, if I would imagine because Pringles break down. They're faster. gonna get sucked. Yeah, it's so way better. Fast with, if you do I'm that. not holding like eight full chips in my mouth. I'm saying like I just don't swallow it for a bit. Yeah. You put like eight lays in your mouth. For, I don't know. Oh, why. T- it's like a weird thing that I do sometimes. My preferred chip is a kettle chip. I, I like a good kettle. We chip. like a kettle chip. I've, I've started getting into those voodoo chips. You know, you know what, I'm oh, what flavor? I'm with voodoo chips. They're from New Orleans. Oh, Zaps. Yeah. Zaps. No, Zaps voodoo. I'm so voodoo is a fla- one of the flavors. You have voodoo. You have uh, craw taters. But they're all dill. from. I wasn't wrong though. They're from New Orleans. Zaps is from New Orleans. Yeah, Zaps is from yeah, New Orleans. I started yeah. getting into those. I really like them. Voodoo's very good. They're just like everything. I do like a good Cape Cod chip. The problem with Cape Cod is I can eat a bag in a sitting. Yeah. Yeah, and eating a bag of chips is one of those. You're like, wow, that was very bad. For There's. Me. I think Cape Cod, Cod Cape Cod doing, Mesquite Barbecue is the best one. I think they're doing some like infusions now though, where they're like spritzing spritzing the chips like not just with like flavored dust, but like flavored infused olive oil. And I had the jalapeno, interesting. Had the jalapeno ones. My my preferred kettle chip is always going to be jalapeno. You know what I like? I like those Terra chips. What's that? Those are like those vegetable chips, but it's that specific brand Terra. Oh. There's something okay. about them that's so good. You can get a bag that's just the, uh, not the sweet potato one. What is it? The just like the rutabaga chips, for some reason it's just so good. The fuck? I think my personal favorite chip are not not these Zochito chips, the papas uh, de maíz corn chips, but I like the ones where they've got a hint of lime and chili pepper. Oh yeah, I mean a that's a hint the of lime and chili pepper. It's just a hint. It's just a suggestion. And it, it pairs well with my guacamole. And, oh yeah. Oh, since this is an audio medium, I do have to say there's a, there's a bag of Zochito chips just sitting on the table. Right yeah, now. and John made guacamole and and pico de gallo. But I gotta say, man. Uh, post this guac recipe in the episode comments. This I this went use. Oh, Dang. Damn. Well, this went off. This <laughs> well, is very good. We tried. It's it's um, really just avocados plus my pico plus. But you know yeah. I won't tell I won't tell you before, how. I make before a pico. we give a verdict on the fact, I wanna I wanna repeat it. Do do the most bad thing you can do and repeat a joke I read on Twitter because I thought it was funny. Okay. Someone <laughs> said, uh, Ah, damn. Another wooden ball. The makers of avocados really need to think of fun other <laughs> toys to put in the middle of these things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I believe this. Yeah, I, I think I actually do believe this for basically the reason I said at the beginning. It seems like these inventors of major products get really into them. Unilaterally. Yeah, that's true. Jesus. Yay. Now I'm going to read you something. Okay. Oh, please read us. <laughs> okay. Please read us something. Frederick Brower was the man responsible for creating the iconic Pringles can, and that's why, when he passed away in 2008, his children honored his wishes to be laid to rest in one. Then, quote, uh, from Bauer's eldest son, when my dad first raised this burial idea in the 1980s, we chuckled about it and ignored it, but it turned out he was serious because it was in his will. <laughs> so after his death... Now this is the best part. So after his death, his children stopped at the store on the way to the funeral to buy a can of Pringles. And then they had to eat the Pringles. They had to eat the Pringles out of the can to clear the can out. My, he had flavor dust mixed in with his yeah, ass. Yeah, it was fresh. Sure. Well, unless maybe they had time to wash it out. Maybe my siblings to... and I briefly debated what flavor to use, but I said, "Look, guys, we've got to use the original." <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That's all of that. Imagine, imagine like. You have to eat a can of Pringles as, like, part of the process of, like, that you know you're, like, my dead dad's gonna go in, in where these are now. All I'm saying is, I, I don't think this counts as speeding ill of the dead. Pringles aren't that good. Sorry, dog. Dang. <laughs> I think you just created the can, right? Like, not yeah. the ship. Oh, wow. Uh, Res- like, respect Like, on- he drew the mustache man? Well, I- respect on the can. Like, yeah, actually. Why are we respecting Once- it? It's just a tennis ball can. But like once or you chip, pop, chips but once you pop, you don't stop. That's because the chip is so good. It's because the can is so good. It's so important. No, I really can. love the can. Like it's as a, as a dispensary thing. Then like, thank the dude who invented the tennis ball can. 
Here's the problem though. My hand can't get down into the bottom of the can. Yeah. You don't need to. This you just you slide it out. You just dump it. Yeah, but I'm always afraid that some crumbs are gonna fall out or something. Put your mouth under. Ooh, advanced. Tube directly into mouth. It's like how it's like how you, you go the, like this. You put your two fingers over the opening, and then you do it, and then all the crumbs go in your mouth, and then after that, you don't have to worry about the crumbs ever. You know the tubes of mini M and M's. Yeah, how you eat those two. Mm -hmm. Also, well, I've, you just to eat the two M and M's, you open it, and you pour all of it directly into. Oh yeah, your it's mouth. a beverage. Yes. Um, <laughs> also, I recently met someone. This is a pro tip. Who used those to hold D twenties? Yeah. Ooh. You see that? And like that. bonus M and M's. I'll, I'm an Eminem guy for sure. All right, who's if next? If you're not an Eminem person, I just can't fuck with you, honestly. You're not wrong. Reese's are are excellent. I love me a good chocolate plus another thing. You know what I mean? Like mint chocolate or peanut Reese's or like those like squares where there's like the raspberry stuff in them. Death. I I hope the mic just got the sound Bethany just made. I really do hope that. Um, all right, who's up next? I it's you. Yeah, yeah it's you. I oh, sick. Okay. So, I'm going to arrive at this fact in a very roundabout way. Y'all like shrimp? <laughs> Occasionally. This feels very direct. <laughs> no, because the fact's not even close to being about shrimp. I like shrimp, shrimp, yes. Yeah, me too. Well, you know how there's that shrimp that is not one of the ones you eat that has like a bunch of 14 different types of cones well, in it? Well, let's be clear. The only reason it's not one of the ones we eat is because... No one's tried yet. Yeah. And because him small, if I remember correctly. Him very small. The one with the 14 colors yeah, at the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. It's called 14 cones, so you can see a bit, oh, bunch yeah, of yeah, colors. Yeah. Leopard or tiger shrimp or something? Uh, mantis shrimp. Mantis yeah. shrimp. It's, it's actually a weird-ass animal. Like, it can, like... It can apparently, like... It, it kills stuff by, like... Air pressure. Yeah. Or water yeah, pressure, technically. Something crazy like that. So... So, for, for those of you who don't know... So, that thing has, like, I think 14 cones in its eyes that dictate the colors that it can see. Uh, humans have with three. Mm -hmm. We have three, um, and that's what enables us to see the spectrum of colors that we do. So, um, my fact is that some it, there is documented cases of people with four who can see extra colors. And I busted. Yeah. Yeah, I know this one. Yeah. This is this is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Okay. I need, to, I need to go through my memory and get another one, so John's well, gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and go for this one, then. All right, all right, all right. All right. Okay. All right, all right. Well, what do y'all think about a man? A man known as Tom Cruise. Actually, I, I can't look at him opinions. the same ever since I realized he has one tooth in the middle of his face. Yeah. He does have one tooth in the middle of his face. Now, I don't think I've watched a Tom Cruise movie since I saw that. You should really watch Fallout, it's very good. Mission Impossible Fallout. You should watch any of the last three. You should just watch I've never the last seen a Mission three. Impossible movie. We should watch the last three. They're okay. very, very good. You should also watch the first one, which oh, is very so good as well. I might as well just watch all of them. You should just stuff. watch all of them. I, I've never actually seen Mission Impossible 2 or 3, but I did see, um, I think the first one I saw. All I know is it seems like he's completing a lot of these missions. Yeah, not so impossible, but the, 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 the point is that he's the only one who can complete that. Oh, uh, yes, okay, I see. Ethan Hunt is what is holding the world together. Mission barely possible. Mission possible for... Mission pretty fucking hard. <laughs> uh, it should be Mission Impossible asterisk, and then, like, in small font, except this dude. Except for Ethan Hunt. Is that his name? Yeah, okay. Ethan Hunt, agent of the Impossible Mission Force... Wow, that's actually terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's called the IMF. Well, I mean, that's a that's a holdover from the from the series. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway. I think one thing we can all agree on though is that the theme song fucks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The bongos, man. <laughs> Fucking bongos. Okay. What about Tom Cruise? Okay. Well, this actually has to do with Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible Two. Tom Cruise is well known for performing a lot of his own action work and a lot of his own stunts. Okay. Uh, so, like, even in the most recent one, um, Mission Impossible Fallout. He, like, broke his ankle running across a roof and jumping from a plane, I'm pretty sure. So, he performed a, he performed a halo jump for, uh, for a scene in that movie as well, which was a fucking great stunt. It was just absolutely amazing. A halo jump at night. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's a great scene. But uh, this is something that he's been doing since very early in his action career. Mission Impossible 2 was directed by John Woo. Okay. And there is a moment in the script where it calls for a knife to almost go directly into Tom Cruise's eye. Now, what... Let me say that again, because I don't think the take... I, I, I felt myself stuttering, so... 
There's a bit in the script where it calls for a knife to almost go directly into Tom Cruise's eye and stop like a centimeter away. Because mm -hmm. the idea is that the assailant is trying to stab him and Ethan Hunt is holding his hand back just far enough. Mm -hmm. Now, any reasonable director and actor would perform that using like angles and camera trickery, essentially. Or at least like a stage knife. A stage knife or something. But right. even, you know, even a stage knife has danger when it's coming yeah, into your yeah. eye. Yeah, Tom Cruise uh, is so committed to realism that he wanted the an actual knife to actually be a centimeter away from his eye for this stunt. So for this stunt, what they did is they had the stunt, they tied a cable to the knife, measured it exactly as long as it would need to be so that it couldn't go into his eye. Oh, I And don't. had a stunt coordinator off to the side holding it taut, achieving the shot of the knife going just inches from his eye in the most realistic way possible without it actually going into his eye. Hey, Tom Cruise. Risky as fuck, but this, but that's 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 my fact. Hey, is that Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise almost got stabbed in the eye with the knife. You could have just not done this, to. dog. You could have just elected to not do this. This is so stressful. This is stressful even if it's not true. I... Here's the thing, right? If the string is as long as... Like, if they had it all measured out, like... Theoretically, there's no danger unless it breaks off the string. But, like, but what here's kind the of cable is it? You just hold it. It's just the guy holding it on the side of the set. He moves his hand the wrong way. Well, a centimeter? No, that's not really a lot of leeway. Was he wearing glasses? No, no. It Fuck. was just, okay. I just there was a, a knife point right at the edge of his naked fucking eyeball, and it was not achieved through camera trickery. It wasn't achieved through photography manipulation or CGI or VFX. That shit was real. I hate this. I really don't like this. Um, this is like a bad version of that Lord of the Rings one. Mm. You don't know what I'm talking about? The Lord of the Rings one? Well, I know that Viggo Mortensen like, broke his foot kicking a helmet, and that's why that scream of pain when he... Uh... No, the knife thing. You don't know about the knife no, thing? No, I don't know about the knife thing. You the the, the knife throw, that it gets deflected by the sword? That was an accident. Oh, that yeah, yeah, real. I remember that. Oh, yeah. now I remember, yeah. And uh, that's in The Two Towers, right? Yeah, in The Two Towers there's a scene where they like throw a knife at a... What's mm -hmm. his face? Aragorn. Uh, yeah, but like, what's the, I was gonna say the actor name. I just can't remember. Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, they were throwing a knife at him, and they weren't actually supposed to throw it at him. It was supposed to like miss him, but they actually threw it at him, and he, and he actually batted it away with his sword. But then there's, but th that's also the one where he uh, kicks, he kicks a helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that broke his toe, and he like, it's what it looked like, an, just like a scream of mourning because he thought his hobbit buddies had been killed. But it was actually just a lot of fucking pain that he turned into really good. Act. Like that's the best shit though. Like like fucking um. Django Unchained had a lot of problems, but God, respect for them running with that take where Leo broke the glass yeah, and yeah, kept yeah. bleeding. I haven't seen that so movie, but I fucking, just for that Poor Carrie Washington, though. You, like, wiped the blood on her face. Like, ugh. Gross. God, disgusting. No, my favorite Lord of the Rings thing was the part where, uh... Oh, gosh, I always forget his name. The one guy was telling them that they were wrong about what people sound like when they die getting stabbed in the Oh, back. Christopher Lee! Yeah, Christopher Lee was like, that's he, not what happens. Because he worked behind enemy lines during World War II. <laughs> he like, killed a bunch of people by stabbing in the back. So they were like, this is the sound they're going to make. And he's like, no. This is the sound that would happen. Yeah. Oh, God. Saruman slash Count Dooku was a fucking G. Oh, man. Man. Man, Tom Cruise needs to chill. If Or, or this was false and he still needs to chill. No, never mind. He should chill either way. Yeah, he Tom should. Tom Cruise, there are a lot of things for Tom Cruise to chill for. Yeah. I think he should still keep making great action movies, but also, like, he needs to chill. Is he, is he still now to this day? Yeah. I mean, Mission Impossible Fallout came out just last year. It's fucking mm -hmm. great. I really, really liked um, Edge of Tomorrow. But now he's, like, the head of Scientology or something. He's not in charge of it, I don't think. He's high, super high up, though. Yeah, because he's paid to advancing a lot of money. Well, I don't know if he actually makes any decisions for the Church of Scientology. I think... I feel like he's probably still just a mouthpiece. I mean, probably. He's, yeah. he's a pretty big uh, name mouthpiece, though. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't pretend to actually know. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. This, this, is, this, is, this is actor stuff. I know I decide most of the facts on this show by sort of how I imagine certain people and things to be most of the time. But this is some actor shit. I agree. Some with famous that. actor shit. I think I say it's true, too. It is completely true. Tom Cruise, please. But also, no. It's bad. When if you know what happens, Tom Cruise, if you if you stab a knife into your eyeball and it pops like it's really like bad. a grape. Do you know what? Do you know what? Actually, do you know what doesn't happen? You don't get a new one. 
You don't get to see. you don't get a retry on eyeballs. They're one offs, buddy. Cruz well, two offs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wu thought it would look great if Scott stopped the blade just short of Cruz's eye. To Wu's dismay, Cruz agreed and decided to take the suggestion as far as possible without maiming himself. Cruz had Scott hold the knife, which was connected to a precisely measured cable, a quarter of an inch from his eyeball. And yes, the knife was real. Scott must have been freaking out pretty hard because Cruz told him to use as much strength as possible so he could make as as he could to make it look legitimate. There's no way it was some dude holding it. It had to have been tied to something. There's no way they would risk that way. That's so fucking dumb. I, I might I might be wrong about that, but the version I read had some had a guy holding yeah, it. Yeah, that that I still believe it, but that one is the little far that is sounds like there's no way they would do it that way. They would tie it off to something that's not moving. They probably tied it off. You're like right. a pole of some kind. There's it's not like a person holding it. Maybe that like didn't look realistic and the shot. I don't know. I mean the cable's still there either way. I don't know. I find it hard to believe they would trust like one dude's arm strength. Well, Maybe you don't trust that one dude's arm strength, but I trust your arm strength to get us to thumbs the ads. That was so bad. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, Alex, you love Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Want to listen to a new Harry Potter podcast? No. Oh. But Sorted is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Cool. What does that mean? It means we're going to sort things. Ash Ketchum's a Slytherin. Shrek's a Gryffindor. Your dog is a Hufflepuff. And all Ravenclaws are robots. Come check out Sorted, not a Harry Potter podcast. On the Pocket Podcast Network. Okay, well, got a new fact. Felt a little like an asshole because I was distracted a little bit during John's frantically looking through my phone, seeing if I had any. Okay, we got it. We got it. Ready? Ready. Ready. So, y'all remember fucking baby bottle pops? Yes. Sadly, yes. Actually, baby in terms, bottle. Of, yeah, in terms that, of good jingles. Now that's a jingle, jingle that should have stayed. So believe it or not, this is a fact about the baby bottle pop jingle. Oh, yes. In, in, uh, fairly recently, uh, in like, like, I think it was 2018, the Jonas Brothers redid the Baby Bottle Pop jingle. This just reminded me that I had a way better fact that I forgot that I was going to do. You got to write it down and do it next year. Yeah, it was so Next good. year? Or next... <laughs> well, may, it could... I mean, there's like two months left in the year. If he forgets long enough, it could be next year. But It's true. Uh, bonus fact that is true. I've never eaten a Baby Bottle Pop. Shit seems gross to me. I've never had one either. Yeah. No. I don't think I have either. I don't feel like I Has would anyone want to. Ever? Bethany, Bethany, Bethany has, has, Bethany has had right. a baby bottle pop. It's like fun dip, but like worse is what it looks like to me. Okay, first of all, it's nothing like fun dip because it doesn't have the dip part. It does. Don't is no, that I, the point of a baby bottle? No, pop? No, that was a new. That was like the new era of oh. baby bottle pop, where it had the thing you dip it in, almost like the dentist tool where you dip the brush. Yeah. In. What no, was the original? One? The original was just the ring. No, that's ring pops. That's ring pops. Oh. I have had several ring pops. They've I haven't had, had either. Before. You're right. Baby disgusting. Bottle Pop did have that. You're right. You're right. They're objectively you. bad, but you do get to skip the part of eating a lollipop where you have to hold it, which I guess is the whole scheme. But the problem is, because you're not thinking about it, you can get all sorts of just shit on your lollipop because you've got to use your hand. I mean, you know? sure, if you go to the bathroom while you have your ring pop. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I just thought of the concept of wiping your ass in the ring pop. Is God. Like, Damn it. Rule one of ring pops is you don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like Edward Forty Hands. <laughs> yeah. God. I like that I knew that you would know what that was just because, like, you did band. That's one of the easiest rules of ring pops. You don't go to the bathroom. You don't mow the lawn during. You don't want to get oh, grass. Oh, that would be pop. bad. Grass off your ring pop? No. Yeah. Grass no. pop? Ooh. You shouldn't cook while you have your ring pop. Actually, that could turn out well, depending mm. on what you're cooking with. What if you're making like a nice curry, but then you're like your ring pop gets in it, and now you have sugar in your curry? I don't know. Well, I don't think the ring pop would get in the other thing much. I think the other stuff would stick to the Maybe. ring pop, and That's like an issue. It well, be... I just don't like the idea of like savory meats on a ring pop. Like, well, yeah. I'm thinking like I'm thinking maybe like cayenne or lemon juice. It could be so. like that time that I accidentally used. Uh... <laughs> I was making curry instead of coconut milk. I used cream of coconut by accident. Oh my god! And it was like a dessert that had chicken in it. <laughs> it was, was so kid, bad. Once when I was a kid, for some reason, I got the idiot idea to use salt on my pizza, and that was bad enough. But I—that's just what anchovies are. 
I was in a restaurant and did accidentally get off the sugar. Oh, <laughs> oh no! That was bizarre, man. <laughs> my mom and I did the old prank to my grandfather once where you replaced the sugar for the coffee with salt. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Because he used a lot of sugar. I have... I wasn't familiar with the concept of a salt cellar, so I did accidentally put salt in my like three spoons of salt in my coffee when I was like in early high school and still learning how to drink coffee. I had a sleepover at a friend's house, and I made my coffee, and it was salt coffee. It was delicious. It was awful. It would was a little bit of salt in coffee be good? A, a tiny little bit, actually. There, there's been some discussion, but a tiny little bit could work very well if you paired it with the right flavors. There was actually a while where people were like, you know what you should be putting in your in your coffee? Butter. I've heard of this, the butter coffee thing. Yeah. They do it in like Sweden, it's, right? Yeah. No, well, they do the cheese thing in the Sweden. Cheese thing. That, Sweden. Remember, I had that fact about the cheese. That's there's no, someone had that fact. That's vile. Um, <laughs> that's vile. Uh, I think it could be delicious with the right I actually am kind of into this idea I of really, a ring pop that you put cayenne on. Just like a little bit well, of. No, a cayenne, cayenne ring pop would actually be pretty mm. tasty. It wouldn't even be that difficult to no, execute. No, like you start the, the ring pop. The moment you start, it's sticky as shit. Exactly. You start mm. the ring pop, then you cayenne it. Mm hmm. I would, what I would do is, personally, I would use, like, some of that, like, Mexican chili lime seasoning. Mm. That would, that okay, would the, the doing cook. it, calling it now, Patreon, certain amount, we eat all of the bad things we suggest one might eat. <laughs> oh my god. We have to. I, I, and this is the I first I do want one. an excuse to, to do, like, the Swedish coffee. What wine pairs best to my ring pump? God. Uh... <laughs> Probably a dry one because it's already sweet as fuck. When this you're is time for pop. a new segment, everyone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We actually talked about this last night. We're gonna do a thing. <laughs> this is this is gonna interrupt facts when it yeah. comes up. Is it? Uh, oh no. Which is which is awful wine pairings because Chris and I know nothing about wine. In fact, Chris's thing in college was that he would just bring cheap, like really cheap. What like, do you mean? College? What do you mean in college? I still do that. This is still the the yeah, thing you, that Chris. Does. You had a lot more excuses to do it like a, a few years ago. Um, <laughs> And I also just know nothing about wine. And John knows a decent bit about wine. So I pretend to know a decent bit about that's, wine. That's further this, than This is what makes man. this even more fun. So so last night, John and our friend Taylor, who I know listens to this. Hi, Taylor. They were, they were getting in on this. They were, like, suggesting awful wine pairings. In fact, today, I brought candy corn thinking that if one of the wines already present here would be the pick that we would try it but i think he said not really no i don't i don't have anything good i don't have a good selection of wine first of all most of what i have is reds yeah and you can't really pair reds with candy that aren't chocolate who pairs wine with candy anyway with chocolate maybe real people chocolate's different but that's what you're asking about chocolate's okay. a plant not a candy wine for ring pop john go wine wine for a ring we'll say it's the classic cherry ring pop classic cherry oh, ring pop no not candy cherry it's gross i mean a Moscato. Okay. Spark. No, I think this. I would say a Moscato because I think the carbonation could play very well. So, like, what you would. What? Okay. I, I'm just thinking if you're going to pair a wine with a ring pop, you're going to dip the ring into your fluid of spark. Oh, pop. yeah. You no, are. no. No, you absolutely are because it's no, going to. No, wine in one hand, pop in the other. Yes, but you're also, like, going to experience them at the same time. I think the carbonation plays well with the candy. I. I would. If, if this bit happens where we actually have to eat all our terrible ideas, I'm not going to lie. I don't think ring pops are that vile. I think I would okay. eat Okay. Ring pop. Cheeto dust. Oh! <laughs> I, I don't even like Cheetos to begin with, so that was really rough. Okay, okay. Take two. Ring pop. Queso. <laughs> Okay. I Anyways, okay. I don't know how we got on ring pops because this is about baby bottle pops. <laughs> and the baby bottle pops. You mixed them up specifically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Jonas Brothers redid their jingle in 2018. In 2018? Okay. I they can got see it. back together. That makes me believe it more. By the end of 2018, if I remember. Yeah, that makes me so. want to believe it more. Wait, did they break up as a band? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of weird because on account of their fucking brothers, you can't just like dip. Well, they were all doing other things, yeah. and by that I mean. Only one of them was doing anything. Well, two of them were doing stuff. Only Joe was really doing anything. Nick was, or was doing it stuff. Nick? Who was in that one band? Joe was in the one band, but Nick had a solo career going on. He was also like doing stuff on Broadway. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. He just wasn't as loud about it as Joe. Yeah. Kevin was doing like nothing. Well, actually, I think Nick was louder than Joe for a little while. Like after DNCE, Nick Jonas was like real had some really popular pop hits. Did he? Okay, I just didn't pay yeah. attention. Oh yeah, cause um, there. What's that one? That one band? That's ZNCE, Cake by the Ocean. That yeah, one? That's, that is that's Joe Jonas. Yeah. Okay, that's Joe and then, Jonas. And then Nick Jonas yeah. is uh, levels. Oh levels, yeah, levels, yeah, levels. yeah. The, 
Do you think that if you do a slogan, like a jingle for a candy company, they give you like a lifetime supply as part of the deal? You got to figure that's way cheaper. For my sake, I would hope not. Well, if it's baby bottle pops, but what if it's like one you like that's good instead? No, of I kind of still pops. wouldn't want that. Yeah, you if just you get a lifetime supply of like any, food. you're gonna hate it real fast. Exactly, you're just really. Oh, this is back again. You the only thing I think I could be your friends and stuff. The only thing I think I can handle a lifetime supply of is like pineapple Fanta. I don't think I would. And get what tired about of. just like chicken thighs? That's different though. A lifetime supply of chicken thighs for Chris is a lot of chicken. I was about thighs. to say that's a lot, but like. Source, I went to Kroger today, mm-hmm. and I bought two packs of, like, chicken thighs. So mm-hmm. I bought, like, seven 16, pounds. Like, 16 chicken thighs, probably? I don't know. I just bought, like, seven and a half to eight pounds of chicken thighs, and that's, mm-hmm. like, going to get me through the week, I guess. <laughs> that, yeah. That means you average at least a pound a day of chicken thighs. Yeah, that's well, pretty accurate. So I, did, I tried Chris's, like, chicken thigh life for, like, a couple days. <laughs> And I made a pack of chicken thighs. My chicken thigh life! And basically what I discovered is it's like, to really constitute a meal, you have to eat like two of them. So if that's your lunch that's and you your do. dinner, you're just wolfing down four of the fucking things a day. See? Yeah. It is the most flavorful part of the chicken, except for perhaps the oyster, but... What is that? What is the oyster of the chicken? Fuck my fact. you got to explain and justify <laughs> that you just said that to me. The chicken oyster, you're not familiar with this? It's the little... It's like the... It's, it's tail meat, basically. Yeah. It's like the little, uh... So uh-huh. when you when you look at a whole chicken, you've got picturing a chicken. Just picture, <laughs> a, to be clear, a feathered chicken, like a chicken that you're gonna cook with. I got you. So you there's there's the cavity between like the legs and like right below the cavity. There's it's a little. It's called the butt. Well, no, but I'm speaking in culinary terms. Okay. There's the cavity underneath the breasts where like you yeah, put, yeah, yeah. stuff your aromatics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is what you should be doing, not stuffing. Mm-hmm. Um, but under below that, there's a little flap of skin with just like a little bit of meat there, and it's like that meat is really succulent and really prized. So like, there's always like cuts of certain kinds of meat that you don't really see often on restaurant menus, but that chefs love and chefs will like use to just. You'll usually get chicken tips. You'll usually get that on a whole chicken at a restaurant, though. Yeah, you will get it on a whole chicken at a restaurant. Well, sometimes if they usually if it's a good restaurant, Man. it's worth your time. Well, I, I go to a restaurant that's worth my time, and I get a whole chicken a lot, and I don't. I mean, I'm just messing with you. But but it's really flavorful, especially if you like properly marinated and season mm. it. And it like naturally crisps up very nicely because of the fat that's in it and the way that it renders. So. Okay. Imagine if chickens could understand us, and you played that for them. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers baby bottle pop. You see, this feels like something they would have done in 2007, not 2018. But they did get back back together in 2018, so that like helps it a bit. I just don't know, cause mm. I feel like they were too busy selling out a fucking arena tour. Like, I don't know. Something like that only takes like 10 minutes to do for real, though. Mm. When you're like a practice musician, That's I think you, you could just, probably do. You it could knock time. that out real fast. Do you think that Sophie Turner encouraged Joe Jonas to go for that? Maybe. <laughs> like she, she she's like, like acquire that bag. She she likes her jewel. She likes her uh, she likes her wine and courtside NBA seats. You know, like hmm. maybe she did. Maybe he did need that moolah, the baby bottle pop money. All right, they're all like rich. Well, no, actually, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know about Kevin's bag, personally. I don't. Un- I don't understand Kevin. Kevin is there, you know, because like Nick and Nick and uh. And Joe, they they both got that money for sure. He's just like the other two sort of astral projecting, like comes combined. <laughs> like just, they just needed a third brother to play whatever instrument he plays. Guitar, I think guitar. I don't remember. Because if, if I remember correctly, Nick was the drummer. Mm-hmm. Usually. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, Nick was usually at least that's the way that they packaged them. And Joe and Joe and Nick are always doing the vocals. So Kevin was guitar, I think. Hmm. I'm trying to look it up. I, it, I'm sure on their most recent recordings, it's just them. <laughs> yeah, it says he played guitar. He also plays mandolin, so you should get along with him. Oh. Oh, huh. So here's here's a question. So you were like, oh, this sounds like something they would have done more in 2007. Yeah. But is that like, I feel like, is that like a hinging thing for you? Like It is. It is a little bit, because I just do can does candy need okay. jingles anymore? Because I haven't heard of candy. Now I'm curious. Give me like, give me like a branching, like, would you believe 
tell, give me a yes or no for both like like 2018 and like 2008, you know? 2008 I am more com- I would be more comfortable giving a yes than 2018. Okay. But But I don't know. I haven't watched candy commercials in a while. No, me neither. I don't really watch a lot of TV and no one watches TV with commercials anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean I watch Hulu, but you know, the stuff I watch on Hulu isn't exactly candy commercial territory. It's got targeted ads and yeah. you know, they know that you're, you know, like Mid twenties adult, and they're not gonna exactly. try to sell you a fucking baby bottle pop. I'll believe it. All right. You know there is a large tradition of musicians doing this kind of thing, so yeah, I believe it. All right, so it is true. Okay. I want I want to issue sort of a clarification though, and I tried. I very cleverly just walked myself out of this. I was looking up stuff while you were talking, and I found this one, and. It is actually 2008, not 2018, and I forgot. So I was trying to kind of walk myself out of it there and give you, like, a branching option. So, yeah. yes, in 2008, they fucking redid the baby bottle yeah. pop slogan. Here's the thing, though. I just looked this up. I haven't heard it. I wonder if there are copyright issues with you splicing it in. Just a clip of it. I think this is it. fair use. I, the... would, I would think that this is fair use. Because this is... Educational purposes. We are I don't sharing think I've heard it because I think the last time. Well, okay. How old was I in two thousand eight? I was twelve. Uh, yeah, it's possible I might have heard this version. I don't know. Wow, that's worse than I thought. I forgot that's what Joe Jonas used to sound oh, like. Oh, man. That's all I can get out of that. <laughs> oh, no. Nick Jonas was always the stronger singer. That's true. All right, let's do this listener fact. Let's all right. do it. You, you seemed excited about this one. I like so this. I this, this is a really good one. Uh, this one is from Daniel, uh, parentheses, Your Majesty. <laughs> Sweet. And it says, Golden Corral has an exclusive contract with the U.S. Army. By contract, when conducting suburban troop movements, Golden Corral is the restaurant of the U.S. Army. The buffet offers a variety of options for a variety variety of diets, and therefore Golden Corral signed the contract to officially support the military for this capacity in 2003. The end. So, like, if you're if you're like on a mission, you can eat a Golden Corral for free. Well, I, I feel like just even if you're if like an entire group of troops is transferring from one section of the U.S. to another. They are going to stop at the Golden Corral. If yes, that's the one that's that is what this is saying. The only thing that I know about Golden Corral, I've never been to one. They have good yeast rolls. Really? Yeast rolls were pretty much good. all those buffets have good yeah, yeast rolls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ryan's, those were some good yeast rolls. Mm. The only thing I know about Golden Corral is that like four or five days ago, my coworker told me that he was at Golden Corral and they have a chocolate fountain and he saw someone fill a plate up with biscuits and put it into the chocolate fountain, <laughs> whole, like just slide the plate in. Pull it back that man out. knows what he wants and he got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good on this man. My family, when it was still open, there was a Ryan's that we were banned from. Like me and my what? extended. Oh, these family. I'll have to edit that. Why? Why were you banned? Because my one, too many roles. we used to go all the time. Like every time it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, we'd all go. Or not like Thanksgiving, but like around that time. Yeah. Anytime the whole family would go back to North Carolina, we would get together. There was one time where one of my uncles accidentally leaned on the fire alarm three times while we were there. And oh so, my they, God. so they banned us from that ride <laughs> after there, that. There is a family legend that one of my uncles um, was banned from a from a buffet in New Orleans. Man. Like that like the sign was like all you can eat, and then it did and there was something inside that said, except for Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve no. uh, Wow, <laughs> both of y'all did it. We both did it. It's so hard. Oh man. <laughs> I like the idea that it's in New Orleans, too, because that seems like a place where normally they'd just be like, live it up, man. Do it. The problem is I don't know what this fact is asking. It's saying, is that true? Like, is yeah, Golden Corral the official restaurant of the U.S. Army? Official in what capacity? Do they have Anytime there's suburban troop movements, they go somewhere for training or whatever. Oh, oh, I get it, I get it. Not get like it. Golden Corral opens so, a location so in Syria when we deploy so troops. That, but does that, that mean that they, like, just the army pays a rate and then... I guess they just yeah. Free there. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I would. That's what I would imagine. I this makes sense because Golden Corral is cheap as fuck. It's cheap as fuck. I haven't been to one in so long. Do you want to go to a Golden Corral? I I both do and very I'll much do, do not. I'll do it, but I know I shouldn't do it. Oh god! Like I, 
I kind of want to do it for the vine, you know? I, I'd rather go to Nori Nori if we're going to go to a buffet. Let's yeah. just go to Nori Nori. But, like, also, Golden Corral, cheap. <laughs> you, I don't know how much Golden Corral is. Where's the... How, how, what I've never is, been... I've never I, been I, I, there was a Golden Corral near the North DeKalb movie theater. How much does look at, Golden... Well, look up, up, look right up where the nearest oh, one is. I'm looking like Google up. Maps it. What? Golden Corral is $10? Why are we not there every day? <laughs> because it probably tastes like slime and garbage. It's cheaper than Whole Foods. Well, you know, you, what, what, you do there's go not a, a certain time, there is like yeah. a Whole Foods. It kind of is. There's like a steak buffet there. But do like, you, you want to can... eat that steak? Okay, well, first of all, I haven't been there in long enough to know. Like, back then, when I last had Golden Corral steak, steak was just steak, so I didn't know about my preferred cuts and everything, so... I don't know if I would, but the steak cooked to your preferred temperature, like, no matter what. Like, I'm just, you know. Whoa. I'm always... Power play? Go into a golden crowd and ask for a specific cut. (laughs) (laughs) Give me me that top sirloin. Oh, boy. Give me... Uh, give me that chicken oyster, please. Rare. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. Oh, God. Rare Good chicken. God. They you can do that, sort of. I mean, you can. You're probably not going to get sick from it, but you should. Oh, there's places you can... I mean, you can technically cook chicken rare. Oh, yeah. It's just not a thing anybody does, really. It's, like, not the safest of... Too risky. Numbers. Yeah. I I think this is, this is just true for raw reasons of pragmatism. Like, you... you it is cheap. There's lots of food for the hungry people making lots of moving around. <laughs> so I think that this, it's it's simply strategically correct for them to do Listen, this. Listen, the U.S. Army is way too busy protecting our strategic oil reserves. Oh my goodness. To think about getting quality food for their... For, you know, oh, so you're saying that's the reason they would use Golden Crown. Which is why they just drink the oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get quality food for the cogs of this machine. Oh my god. That is made up entirely of the poor who were lured in with promises of college, promises of a steady paycheck. Oh my. And, you know, are likely to come home with PTSD, bad debt issues. I don't disagree with anything cetera, you're saying. It's just uh, even worse in the context of the food they're giving them is Golden Corral. The food they're giving them is Golden Corral. Yeah, alright. Yeah, Chris? I'm just trying to figure out, like, uh, I don't know this because I've never lived on a base. Do bases not have, like, mess halls? There are PXs and mess halls and stuff like that, but also, like... I don't think they if mean... You're moving, if you're moving and you don't have a base... But don't... don't. Yeah, don't, I think they mean when you're not on the base. But don't... People usually fly to bases? Like, what? in what instance would you be driving where you would need to stop at Golden Corral? I thought you just... When you're, moving, when you're moving heavy equipment. Have you never, like, seen, like, the tanks? Oh, I get I also like the idea of a helicopter landing on the top of a Golden Corral so the military guys... God, another... Another U.S. Army Golden Corral helipad. Another quick John's dad living in New Orleans story. He did, at one point, see a, uh, a government seal helicopter landing in the uh, parking lot of a drive through daiquiri bar. Amazing. That's... It was either government helicopter or an oil company helicopter, but it was, it was one of those two. That's and and like the I way that the, and the way the drive through daiquiri bars work in New Orleans is that they just put a piece of tape over the straw. Yeah, because then it's not an open container. <laughs> it's like a topologically closed thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. I, I'll. I think. I think this is true. I I can believe it. I guess. All right, we're all we're, we're all, all on true big reveal for the good or the bad. Oh no, it's false. Oh, oh man. The problem is, it makes sense. Yeah, what the, all this means, this is like a lot because well, Daniel's in the army. Yeah, Daniel is. Daniel said we do stop uh, at almost pretty. We do almost always stop at every Golden Corral, but a contractual obligation to do so would be crazy. So, well, so here's the thing. This is in the family of many false facts we've had. Where yes, and that they were all false. In that it's it is not true, but it's a good idea. Yeah. It should be. Okay. Is okay. it a good idea though? Is is, give, is Actually, giving yeah. Golden Corral a stake in the U.S. military operations a really good idea? Is it really a good idea oh, to man. expand it beyond oil and technology companies to Golden to Corral? By <laughs> extension, having Golden Corral have a very high stake in whether or not we invade Syria. Oh. Well, I don't know. I mean, they don't have like golden corral stuff in Syria. I did like the idea that it was like the official restaurant of the US Army so like wherever we deploy troops the golden corral has to open. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have to to consider the uh, golden corral supply train. It's not even that it has to, it just does. No one knows why, like how. We we can't fight a war in Africa. We just can't get a golden corral there. It's just not gonna work. 
There's like a special air, uh, Golden Corral airdrop unit. It's just a it's giant... A, it, I was thinking of a giant blow-up. And there's like one dude just like... You know, like I the, gotta blow up the Golden Corral guys. You know like the different, different delivery units, homes? <laughs> different yeah. units have like a radio attached. This guy has a chocolate fountain, fountain in his backpack. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Instead of a flamethrower, it's a chocolate thrower. Are, oh, are there God. any rules about what you can put under? The, I mean, apparently not under the chocolate fountain. No, it's 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 like a no limits chocolate. I can get a plate sure. of spaghetti and put chocolate. Chocolate over. steak. That's my new. Invention. That's the thing, actually. It shouldn't be, but I mean, it, I mean. Can I put chocolate over my mashed potatoes? Can we stop committing food crimes now? <laughs> yeah, especially if I'm committing to the idea that maybe we're willing to eat some of these. Good. I think I'm, that's... I, I am going on the record to say I'm not willing to eat all of these. <laughs> okay, anyway. I, I would maybe do the steak. I would not do the spaghetti. Okay, we're part of the Pocket Podcast Network. <laughs> yep, intro and outro music. Never Far by James Hunter USA. Ooh, what shows are good? Good shows! Simultaneous catch is uh, is weekly at this point. I just expected you to say Thirty Rock after that. <laughs> <laughs> Good shows, Thirty Rock, West. Anyway, Succession. <laughs> I played the Succession theme twice last night. You guys were just only here for the second time. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> anyway, you already says simultaneous catch. Yeah. Uh, sorted. There you go. Exactly. I mean, there's more. Steampunks. Oh man, he's still got them. Yeah, I got more. If, if you want to read them rather than making John say all of them, you can check them out at pocketpodcastnetwork.com. I thought you were talking about if you want to read the podcasts. Like, we I have mean, official transcripts now. Probably just use, like, an audio transcriber. Probably work. Maybe. Uh, Somewhat. Uh, the White House one didn't seem to work very well. Anyway! Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, yeah. until next time, don't believe everything you hear. Oh.